Welcome to Ode to Games, episode 224. I'm Kevin Valley, joined alongside Zach Ross. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I've also got Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Man, 224 is a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's only getting bigger. Yeah, every week. Funny how that works. Remember when keep we going did up. this like, in the same room for like the first seven episodes? Yeah, it's funny. The, yep. the further removed we get from that, the more I think that we did more episodes like that. And then I think back and we really didn't. Yeah. What it was, it was very, like very 14 few. or 15, I think. Yeah. That's all we've ever done. We've done 200 time. more episodes. Yeah. We've, we've done 200 <laughs> plus episodes uh, of fully remote. Yeah. Weird to think about. <laughs> Weird to think about. All right. Let's get into a couple of big news stories that we got. One that dropped just before. We're recording this episode, Bayonetta 3. We've been sitting here wondering if this thing was going to come out when we had, we didn't really have uh, Nintendo announcements from the Direct Mini, but it was Platinum, so maybe it would show up there, and it didn't, so we were wondering if it was going to come out this year, and it is. Trailer just dropped October 28th, 2022. Halloween time makes sense for Bayonetta 3. It looks good. They showed off a new playable character, some mounts. Now, me and Logan, we just played the first one. Zach, I don't think you have played either of them. I have not. So if there are certain features that were in Bayonetta 2, I don't know. But the uh, there were transformations for Bayonetta herself. There were some uh, a rideable spider thing. It looks pretty cool. And then you have a new playable character as well. Uh, what did you guys think of the new trailer and the release date? Logan, what did you think? Game looks really cool. Yeah, uh, I'm excited that this is finally coming. It has been a long time coming. We first learned about this game four and a half years ago uh, in December of 2017. So it's it's about time for this thing to finally come out. Yeah, I thought the game looked really great. Uh, I, still, I still do want to go back and play Bayonetta 2 um, because... I've heard it's better than one, and one I uh, Kevin remembers I famously struggled with with one specific a specific boss, boss fight. Like, yeah. Oh you, you, boy, that there was, was terrible. one part where you were you slammed into a building. That's all. That's what I remember from that. It was over against. And over. It was against what? What's her name? Jean Jeanette. I don't I do remember, not remember her name. the characters. <laughs> but yeah, it was really hard. But Bayonetta two looked really cool. This game looks really cool. Looks really really great for a Switch game. October does make a lot of sense. Why wasn't it in the partner direct is kind of what I'm walking away wondering. Why wasn't it there? And why? I, f- I also just feel like Nintendo had enough to do their own direct with all these announcements. They're just kind of dropping on Twitter. But um, that, that's kind of an interesting side note. But I, I do think the game looks really cool overall. Yeah, I guess it, it shows that they really don't have many qualms of just doing the drop like this. I mean, they've done that in the past, you know, famously with Paper Mario Origami King, where they just dropped a trailer for it, and here we get the the re- release date trailer for Bayonetta three just out of the blue, and it also shows how how much they have in the pipeline, where they do feel like they can just drop it at any time. You know, some of the other mm-hmm. companies, I feel like they kind of save everything for their showcases. But with Nintendo, they'll just drop some random stuff or drop release dates for certain games just entirely randomly. Which, which is crazy. And yeah, I don't know why it wasn't at the Direct Mini. Maybe because it was, they, they classified it as a Nintendo first party? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, only a month later. Zach, what would you think? Yeah, I thought the trailer looked pretty good. I've never been super interested in this series, so I'm probably not going to start now. But glad it finally got a release date so that the people who are actually looking forward to this game have something to, to plan on. Yeah, nice to finally get something there. It was MIA for so long, and then it had that one trailer, yeah. and then it was kind of MIA again. So nice to finally have confirmation, and it's it's soon. October is going to be here before you know it. It's already July. So, yeah, and we away. got Sparks of Hope the week before that, and then Bayonetta three. This I think those are two games that serve very different audiences. Uh, so it's a it's a nice month for Nintendo with Splatoon September, Pokemon in November. It's a good fall. It is a good fall uh, for Nintendo Switch. It's pretty packed. Another game that has been added to the Switch's lineup for 2022. This one's <laughs> a little bit of a smaller title. This summer, Kirby's Dream Buffet. A little multiplayer. 
people are comparing it to to fall guys you're racing through uh these certain courses and you have to eat the most amount of food and whoever eats the most amount of food by the end of the of the track wins and it looks like it's a what was it, like a four four stage competition and then there's like a fight at the end you know it looks like a, a little bite-sized uh bite-sized kirby game they do that with uh with spinoffs from time to time probably like a 20 dollar title or something but what, what did you guys think zach <laughs> after playing fall guys did this do anything for you i mean yeah it did look like a little bit of fun um definitely gave me some fall guys vibes uh, also some mario party vibes it seems like there were mini games in there i don't know it's yeah like, there was a lot going on i'm not really sure you have you had the races which yeah. kind of took up the majority of that and then what there was like. kind of a combat stage at the end which kind of sounds like you're duking it out at the end but i i'm not 100 percent sure how the how the ranking system works or if there's like elimination like fall guys or if you're just kind of collecting and whoever gets the most food by the end of four rounds with the with the fight at the end wins i'm yeah. not exactly sure how that goes yeah, so it looked like a little bit of fun being a party game, and I'm, I'm sure it won't be $60. So if it is relatively God, cheap, <laughs> and I know if, if Logan picks it up, I might pick it up as well so we can try it out together. Uh, yeah, looks like fun. Yeah, I like that uh, it's kind of monkey ball-like. They're rolling down these stages, so I'm, I'm a fan of, of how that looks. But yeah, I thought it looked cute. I like that uh, usually Kirby, like on 3DS, you got a ton of like sub-games that just released for like six bucks on their own. There was like the drum one, there was the fighting one, uh, and a couple of others. And now that like the main Kirby series has transitioned into 3D, we're getting a 3D spinoff game. So I think that's pretty cool uh apparently in the trailer or a screenshot on nintendo's website showed at least eight players in one race so don't know if that's like a combination of local and online play what you have to do to get to that number um but that that looks pretty neat and yeah i i think it's weird that we don't know a price point or release date like they just dropped this and they're like it's coming sometime but for for a game this small it feels like hey it's coming next week for 10 bucks but i just think that's interesting that that they didn't share any more about that when it is like a, a smaller, just kind of shadow drop title. Especially when it's coming in the summer and they decide to show it off halfway through summer. I know. Like you at this have point, a lot of you time have left. the second half of July, August. And then if the first part of September is, gets a little bit iffy there, I feel like it's got to come out within the next month and a half, which, which at that mm. point, yeah, why not give it a release date? But maybe they're going to have that launching today trailer or something later later in this month or or more likely next month i would think yeah yeah but again it's like this i mean it's small but could have been in a direct bayonetta could have been in a direct you could have taken the entire partner showcase put these two things in put some xenoblade stuff in throwing the mario kart tracks in that i'm sure we're going to get really soon because it's 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 time for wave two of mario kart 8 it would have had a nice little direct i just think it's an interesting strategy um, but I mean, these are pretty much our only news stories this week. So I guess they were just kind of waiting until everyone else got out of the way to to make their announcements. And now they're really all that's going on pretty for the most part right now. Which for a game like Kirby's Dream Buffet, I think that works in its favor. I don't think it yeah. would really matter when you send out Bayonetta, because I think that's big enough where people are going to get excited for it regardless. But yeah, for something like Kirby's Dream Buffet, that could easily get lost in in a much larger direct. So to have it here where it's really on its own for the most part, I think that's not a bad move. Although the, yeah. the, the way they're releasing it is a little bit weird. Not releasing yeah. and not telling us when the release How date is, is when it, it has to be in the next month and a half. How much? Yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I would wager 20, but me too. It, yeah. Uh, I hope I it's not more so than too. that. I'll say 45. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Oh man, why don't we have a price? That's just still weird to me. Maybe maybe it's going to be uh, free for Switch Online members. That I would be that. cool. Because then you're paying like $4 <laughs> if you're yep. in a family plan. Yep. Yeah, speaking of uh, a light news week, the last little bit that we have is just some other little, little bits of information that we've been getting on Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And the one that I was picking out of this was they said it's not going to feature any new story content which is interesting because you have a final fantasy 7 remake over here kind of doing its own thing and rewriting what that original game was 
And then for Crisis Core, which does connect, and it has characters featured from the main game, it's going to stay the exact same as its PSP counterpart in terms of its story. Now, you guys I don't have believe played... them. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah what do you I don't know if I believe them either. <laughs> I don't <No>? believe them. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they trying to trick us here? Yeah. Well, we Zach and I have been talking about Crisis Core a little bit, and we don't know the entire story since we haven't played it, but I think they're just going to change the end without saying what that end is. I think that's all they're going to change. And I think they'll be like, oh, it wasn't content. It was just a new cutscene at the end. We'll see. I think they're lying to us. I feel like it being called Reunion and just having kind of that re-naming mechanic in its title, I, th- I think they're lying. I think they're lying to us. Look, at this point, I wouldn't put it anything past them. I mean, they're working on Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake, which is this entirely new thing. Then they're working on a mobile game that is a retelling of Final Fantasy VII. Then you have Crisis Core. I, I, the, what makes the most sense is to have this remake of Crisis Core tie into the remakes of Final Fantasy VII. But with Square Enix, I don't know. They kind of do whatever they want with this stuff. Yep. So... Yeah, I guess it would just be weird if they didn't change it at all to me, since they are changing everything else, like to make it go in line with that. Like when you have the faithful retelling in this, what's it called? Ever Crisis? I don't remember what the the mobile game game is called. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's just weird that they wouldn't put it in line with the changes they've already made to Crisis Core Story in 7 Remake. So I guess we'll see. (laughs) But I think I think they're lying. We will see when that comes out. And last, what do we got for Rumor Roundup? It's a slow news week this week. Yeah, so Game Informer is doing their now kind of month-long focus on Sonic Frontiers. And they had an interview with the producer. They actually had they had a ton. They had like I saw something this morning I haven't read yet. It's like 120 fast facts about Sonic Frontiers. So I'll have to comb through that for next week's Rumor Roundup. Uh, but this one just comes from... Uh, the director of Sonic Frontiers, his name is Morio Kishimoto, and he says that Sonic Team has put all of their experiential learnings to practice with Sonic Frontiers. Here's the quote. I've been on the Sonic Team for 19 years now, and I do want to say that we have constantly learned from our successes and failures, not just the previously released Sonic Forces. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Sonic Forces. But on the every previous Sonic failures title yep. we have ever worked on. Now with 32 years of Sonic development experience with us, I'm putting all my experiential learnings to practice in the development of this game. Selectively, only speaking about the learnings from Sonic Forces, I believe we learned that the method of designing stages with specific game mechanics, which all started with Sonic Unleashed, where we have shorter stages, pull back on Sonic's speed a bit, and implement new actions for Sonic in the title, is no longer going to satisfy the expectations of either our Sonic fans or those who like stage clear action games. I just want to start off by saying, I don't think that was the problem with forces. I think the problem was that the levels were bad and short. I think that like you look at unleash or generations or even most of colors levels and you're like, those are good. But he's saying like, Oh, people don't like this type of game anymore. When I don't think that's the case. I just think you made a bad version of that game. Yeah, if you're comparing Sonic Unleashed's day levels to Sonic Forces' levels, those aren't the same thing. Sonic Unleashed had very good day levels, and I I felt like they towed the line pretty well in length. The problem with Sonic Forces' levels is that they're really not memorable, and they're incredibly short. A lot of those levels are under two minutes, which makes them unmemorable because you blast through them and it's over, and you you felt like you didn't really even do anything. Yeah, which what is think, funny. Zach? It's funny because the one we remember from Sonic Forces is the shortest one. Null <laughs> <No> space. Null <laughs> <No> space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just because yeah. it is so incredibly short. Everything else just kind of blends together. It does. Yeah, that's that's how I feel, and I definitely think that there is absolutely a market for for the style of Sonic that it has done in the past, and that Sonic Forces is by far not the best example of how good those games could potentially be and have been in the past. Like, yeah, the, the day levels from Unleashed are, are really good a lot of the time because of their length and memorability. So hopefully they do, they they have learned something uh, moving forward. 
But I like that he says we've learned from our successes and failures. And you're like, have you really had it? You haven't really had a success You've never in proved what it. a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. we've learned yeah. a lot from our failures. Yeah, he's been around 19 years, so he's been around for some of the good. He was there for the the trio of Unleashed generations and colors, which I mean, Unleashed has problems, but is the best Sonic has been in a very long time. So he was here for all that, and then he's kind of been here for the decline sense of. Um, Lost second World decline and forces yeah the second decline yeah yeah but i just kind of feel like it's the wrong takeaway to say people didn't like what we made in forces so now we just need to go open world where it's like no people just want better levels than what you what you brought to the table last time like i, I definitely think there's still people who would love a generations type game with levels up to that quality it would be outstanding i would love that game but yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of the wrong takeaway from that game to say, all right, guess we're abandoning that genre forever because people didn't like Sonic Forces. It's just, it seems like kind of a weird takeaway to me. Sonic Forces is just an amalgamation of a bunch of bad. I mean, the levels were not good. The story was garbage. <laughs> Characters and everything. And yeah, it it just didn't leave an impact. And and I think you could have built off of that better. I think you could have looked at Sonic Force and be like, yeah, there were some ideas in there that could have worked. I mean, if you had fleshed out some of those levels a little bit more, I think they could have been quite good. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't really run into any of the bogus from previous Sonic games. So I don't know. There was there was some things you could work off there. And to just kind of discount it and be like, well, it's people didn't like it. So, you know, let's just move on from that. And people don't want to play that. I, I think it's kind of missing the point a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. That's for Miranda. Sonic Frontiers still looks good. I, I guess I wonder what that means for for the stages in Sonic Frontiers because before they were talking about how they were going to be a little bit shorter, which would lend mm-hmm. itself more to a, a Sonic Forces comparison, just purely based on on that. So don't worry, they've learned from their failures. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> don't yeah. We have learned. We continue to learn after every oh, continuous failure. I just feel like they lost a level designer or some key team members that put those those great 3D levels together. And now they're just... I remember Forces being kind of a rookie level design team leading the way on, on the stage design. And it showed. And so I'm like, okay, is, do they just now have the bandwidth to just make two-minute stages? Like, is that is that all that they feel like they can do before they run out of an idea for a stage or or something like that in the planning process. It's, it was weird. It's weird. It's a weird quote. And again, it's translated. So who knows what it fully means, but it's a weird quote that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) We hopefully with, with the, with the open world style, if, if the levels are still a little bit shorter, I think it'll be hopefully more forgivable there. Because when you're blasting through all the levels back to back to back to back, I think it could be a lot more noticeable <laughs> that the levels are not memorable and too short. If uh, if the open world has enough interesting things to do, I think that, that can offset some shorter level length. I hope that there are some some longer ones in there, but I think that just based on that, they should hold a little bit better than Sonic Forces levels did because that was the whole game. That was yep. all there was. Yep. Still no release date. Nope. <laughs> or price. No, we know or it's price. price. <laughs> well, Full price. We don't know. Oh, God. $70 for Sonic after budget title last time around. Oh. Well, because of Sonic, uh, Sonic Frontiers, 2022 is shaping up to be a pretty good year for games. Yeah. Hopefully. Just Sonic Frontiers. So that's, that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing notable. Bayonetta 3? No, no, no. Sonic Frontiers. So we thought we'd take a look back at some of our favorite years in gaming. And we have each picked one year. And of course, in this list, uh, for each of us, there's going to be a bunch of games, some high profile games that came out that year as well that uh, we we don't talk about because we didn't play them specifically. But each of us have picked a singular year that had the greatest amount of awesome titles that we played within that year. I'll go to Zach first. What was your favorite year? My in gaming. favorite year of gaming. 
oh my goodness, what a year. We we were all really into it. We were together this year, 2018. We were together for some of that. Part of it. First half. <laughs> for the first for the first bit. First half, yeah. Yeah. 2018 was an amazing year for gaming for me personally. Starting it off very strong in January with Monster Hunter World. Uh, Logan came into Japanese class. He was convinced that we would all love this game that I had never heard of. And, oof. Hey, you're talking about the the Metacritic score. That was the game, right? I know, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. it was so what, what, was the, what was the score that you put on it? Well, you Logan? said if it was like a 90. I didn't put a score on it. Zach put a score on it. Saying, like, I'll only play it if it's a 90 or higher. And it was, what, a 92, 91. 93, 91. Yeah. yeah. Very close. in there. How different has your life been in the last four years because of that decision? Yeah, it what would have happened if that game rated like an 89? Yeah, <laughs> it, start, it started an obsession with this franchise. I'll tell you that much. And then very strong in February, we have the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which was a remake of my then favorite game of all time. Nice. Shadow of the Colossus, which I played on PS2. And when this remake got announced, I was so unbelievably excited. I screamed at my television at the time. I was very, very excited. Um, and I made both of you play it. Did you both of you play it? Yes. shortly after it came out i believe we played it the same week like you played it you handed it off i to played me. it in like I a day it, handed <laughs> yeah. it off to kevin he played it i played it in a day also yeah yeah i that was a little that. bit slower it was uh yeah. a little bit miserable at times trying to get through that in a day but i liked the game overall <laughs> glad i experienced uh, that so and then uh coming out in march we're going month by month there's yeah, basically game every one month. amazing game every month in march we had a way out uh, which I played with Logan. When did we play this? The day Do you came remember? Out. The day it yeah. came out. Uh -huh. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. So a way out. I didn't expect to love it nearly as much as I did, uh, but it was absolutely incredible. Like we've said, one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Uh, couch co-op with Logan on this game. A lot of fun. And then in April, Yakuza Six. I didn't yeah. play this in April because this was the year I was still working through the series. I ended up playing Yakuza Six later that year. Um, I think but, I, I was the same way. I was still working through the series as well. So, I mean, yeah. I picked it up on launch, but I didn't. Because you got the special edition, did. didn't you, with like the ice with blocks. The, with the glasses and the ice and the glasses. Blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, <laughs> I I was jealous. Yeah. <laughs> then I was into the series and I never pre-ordered it. So I wanted that. And then in April, of course, April 20th, we have God of War. A very critically acclaimed reboot of the franchise direct sequel i don't really know logan um, got really hyped for it got both of us in on it and then zach was the only <laughs> one that, that that beat it that year i absolutely loved it it didn't take me very long to i think i beat it in like a week um it's not a particularly long game it was so much fun i liked it a lot um and now with the hype building up for the sequel coming out this year i've been thinking about this game uh reflecting on it and uh kind of want to go back I kind of want to, but uh, I don't too know if I got the time. Stuff. There's too much. I'm too busy replaying other stuff and not new stuff. <laughs> yeah, you told me Odyssey was next, so I feel like... Uh, yeah, I feel that. like that. Spirit Fair was next? Uh, I, I told my other friend that Outer Wilds was next. So what I guess are I'm you lying doing? to everybody. <laughs> Zag, this is gross. Come on, man. <laughs> got to get your story straight. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what's next, but uh, that's because I don't even know. That's the problem. We'll see. I just replay God of War. I'll predict that that's actually what's next. You could do it in a day, right? I, uh, yeah, well, technically, I think it's an under 24 hour game. So <laughs> definitely possible. And then up next in August, skipping a couple months into the summer, we've got The Walking Dead, the final season, uh, which is the fourth season of the Telltale Walking Dead franchise. Uh, this one was not made by Telltale. It was made by Skybound because at this point, Telltale had gone under. Um, and the this was not the whole season. This was just the first episode. But the rest of the season progressively made its way out through the rest of the year. Um, so it was a good second half of the year full of the climactic end of The Walking Dead, uh, which felt like a long time coming because I think the first one had come out in like 2012. So it was a six-year journey of playing all of these games, which... 
was a lot of fun. And then in August 28th, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, this one I did play as soon as it came out because I pre-ordered it to get the steel book. I think it might have only had a steel book. I don't even know. It Yakuza 2, one of the best ones. Kiwami 2. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, and I think I played Yakuza 2 at the beginning of 2018 um, on the PS2. Uh, so seeing it better seeing in every it, uh, aspect. <laughs> seeing it actually PS2. look good. Yep, it, it was. Not having it loading screens through each of the, or not loading screens, but like chunks of the city where it's like one fixed camera and then you go to the yep. next part of the town and then it's it's the other one. Yeah. It was, was a good was transition. A big upgrade. This was the time when Yakuza was firing on all cylinders. After Zero came out, they were just pumping these games out. They realized. Yep. So good. And then in September, Dragon Quest Eleven, another game that Logan was just like, hey, we get, we got to play He's this trying game. to get us into everything here. <laughs> it worked, actually played, though. though. Yeah. 2018. 2018 was the year of Logan knowing what games were good and forcing <laughs> us to play them. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. And then Dragon Quest XI, now my favorite JRPG of all time. If you don't count Monster Hunter as a JRPG, which I don't. Nah. Um, and then in like three days later, you got Jeez. Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, that's which, an insane week. Which is a game I platinumed. Uh, this game... Uh, I believe was one of the reasons Logan got a PS4. Um, it was. It was the main reason this. I got a yeah. PS4. Yeah. I don't but. think I was nearly as excited about this game, but uh, after playing it, it was. Plat- yeah, I platinumed it. Right? I platinumed it because it was just so dang fun to just hop in and swing around that I just wanted to keep playing the game. So I just used platinuming as an excuse to keep playing the game. Um, what a crazy 10 days that is. Kiwami 2, Dragon Quest 11, and Spider-Man all, all come out in like a 10-day yeah. stretch. I don't think I yeah, played awesome. Dragon Quest 11 right away. I th- think I waited a month. Yeah, uh-huh, or so. you did. Uh, yeah. Um, Had some other stuff to play. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, Kiwami. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, rounding it off, we have in October Soul Calibur 6, which is probably the last Soul Calibur game they'll ever make. I don't think it did well enough to... Uh, bring the franchise into the future. Uh, but it was the best that Soul Calibur Calibur has been in a very long time. Um, and I still go back to it occasionally and play it for a bit. Uh, definitely a very fun fighting game. And then in December, of course, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Logan's favorite game of all time. Oh, question what a mark? Year. Oh, yes. my God. Yes, it is. What a year. Yep. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, we we stood in line at GameStop to buy this game and then we went back and played it with like eight people in the same room and i think i was donkey kong and i have <laughs> shout out to donkey kong <laughs> no proof but that's what i feel in my I, heart I think so. you heard too. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> seems right to me yeah but oh man just going back through that year like when when we came up with this idea the the first year that came to mind was this year because i knew I knew it was the year and no year comes. I don't know if any other year comes close to this level, uh, especially since now I have to wait to play games because I've got so much on my plate. I feel like this was before I had too much on my plate that I have <laughs> to keep pushing games away now. Uh-huh. Uh And yeah, a couple highlights from this year that I didn't play. Celeste, I played in 2019. Uh, but that's a fantastic game. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 also came out this year. <laughs> that uh, you got was, from Logan. Which I played, played a little bit in 2019 and then never went back to. But I will one day. Probably. Will you? Of course will not. You? <laughs> you know, Nino Kuni 2, that came out this year. Never went back to that either. Well, yeah, because what? It was on sale for like $10 or something? $5? Yeah, I got it for got it for 10 bucks. Played it. I, I think I played it more than I played Red Dead Redemption 2. Which is uh, really funny. <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, the Nino Kuni 2 got more play time from than Red Dead 2. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. my God. Yeah, 2018, super strong year. There was a bunch of good stuff. Even crazier because Nintendo was kind of MIA that year, besides Smash, of course. That's the that year I got kinda, my That was at the very end of the year. Yeah, yeah you, you omitted a big game from your list. Mario Tennis Aces. Mario ha, Tennis ha, ha. Aces. Worst game I've ever played. There's no way that's true. 
<laughs> Secret There's of Mana came out this year. Oh my god! Oh, both oh, Secret no. of Mana remake and the World Ends with You Switch came out in 2018. So 2018 which made me want to, which made me kind of want to change my mind, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> the hits were still too big to. Yep, exactly. Man, Secret of Mana <laughs> remake. What else did Nintendo come out with in 2018? That's a good question. Uh, just like after. After 2017, they kind of slowed down a little bit because they were just pumping everything out that year. Oh, Kirby, Star Allies, yeah. eh. Octopath Traveler. Okay. Uh, Super Mario Party, which was good at the time. Now it's not worth going back to. Um, oh. Labo was 2018. Wow. Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Definitely a smaller year after how enormous 2017 was. And 2019 was also huge. So this was kind of the, the forgotten switch here. Yeah, They like the odd years. But yeah, just looking at this list and playing everything on PS4, Monster Hunter, Shadow Colossus, Way Out, Yakuza, both of those games, God of War, Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, PS4 was all I had until halfway through the year when I got my Switch, and then I had Mario Tennis Aces, and that turned me off of my Switch for the other half of the year. Until and then <laughs> once you Smash got Rush. back into it, then you got Joy Con Drift, right? <laughs> you played uh, Ball exactly. Story. Oh my god, in 2018? No, I played mm-hmm. it in 2019. I did? I, I'm pretty sure you did. Did it come I thought out the in first two games you bought on your Switch. No, it came okay. Out okay, cool. Yeah, Aces and Golf Story. I'll be getting into that in a minute. Yeah. What? I think I did. I think I yeah. did play <laughs> Golf Story in 2018. What a year. Yeah, a little segue into my list. Let's let's get into mine. 2017. Golf so, Story. Right before. <laughs> so yeah, Golf, Golf Story <laughs> is in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, 2017. Uh, super strong year for games. The year that the Switch came out, which meant that you got a bunch of the heavy hitters from the switch in its first year, but let's start it off at the start of the year. Yakuza zero, of course, with these, with these lists, gotta have Yakuza in there. And this was the rebirth of the Yakuza series. It took basically two years for it to get over here. 2015, it released in Japan, took until 2017 to get here, went to GameStop to pre-order that, uh, to get that launch edition, that special launch edition, for zero, I was going out on a, on a on a limb there because I played Yakuza Five on on PS3 and didn't really get super into it. But Yakuza Zero is such a good entry point for the series, and I think it did such a good job of revitalizing that entire series to come out with one of the best Yakuza games alongside. I would go with Kiwami Two. Oh yeah, as the best as the best games for for them to have that game to uh, to bring the series back, I think was fantastic, and it sparked a journey to play through all of those games after Which, Zero. My journey because you convinced me to do it. <laughs> yeah, too. it sparked mine, and then I sparked yours. It was uh, it was incredible, and it was the start of uh, me getting into my favorite series, one of my favorite series of all time. And then in February, I did not play this one on launch but horizon zero dawn came out this was right before breath of the wild and that's the comparisons that everybody makes is zero dawn and breath of the wild uh so yeah i didn't play this one on launch but once i did get around to playing it i really enjoyed my time with it more so than i did the second one i think that the story is is really good i think i think the mystery surrounding it does it a lot of favors where you're slowly learning things about the world and you're slowly learning about what happened. And I think that that mystery kind of drives you to to play through that story and see how things played out that I don't think the second one had as much. And being able to explore that that type of world for the first time, going to those decaying cities and and going to all of these different tribes and and learning about their strife and with between each other and just the world that they created was a super fun time. I really enjoyed my time with Horizon Zero Dawn and the DLC as well. Although I don't remember exactly when that came out. But yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Fantastic game. Breath of the Wild. Year. End of the year? Yeah, end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good time with Horizon Zero Dawn. Breath of the Wild came out right after that. I did not play that on launch because I did not buy a Switch on launch. But I bought my Switch in the summer of 2017. And Breath of the Wild was one of the three games that I got with it alongside Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And Breath of the Wild is still the only Zelda game that I have rolled credits on. <laughs> I've I've tried with a couple of other Zelda games and Breath of the Wild was the only one 
that grabbed me enough to uh, to have me play to the conclusion. I think they designed a really cool world with fantastic mechanics uh, that really allow you to do just about anything. And it's crazy to me that you'll see a video pop up on Twitter even now of someone that has found out something entirely new that you can do with the runes or do with certain enemies. And there's probably going to be even more of those in the future. Five years later. That's insane. Yeah. The things that people continuously come up with is insane. And it shows just how open-ended Breath of the Wild's mechanics are. And yeah, for for it being the only Zelda game that I've ever beaten, it, it holds holds a place for me. That Nier Automata came out just a little bit after that. I don't think I played that one on launch either, but... That's cr- I don't know if I knew it came out four days after the Switch. That's crazy. I didn't either <laughs> because I did not <laughs> play it when it came out. But yeah, Nier Automata is one of the most unique games that I've ever played, both in its story and in its combat of, uh, of swapping between different gameplay styles when you have more of that platinum style uh, combat like you would see in a Bayonetta and then you move to more of the bullet hell sections and then you have a different type of bullet hell where you're not controlling the character you're in a ship instead doing those combat encounters different different types of combat for boss fights and yeah just the story is 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 so weird and you have all of these different different endings but then you get to the first ending and then there's still two or three more endings that you can get that kind of extend the story out I think it's a super unique game, and I'm glad that it's coming to Switch for for people that have not have not played it yet. <laughs> Five plus years later, here we are, mm. finally coming out on Switch. Uh, but Near Automata is, is definitely worth your time. Persona Five came out in April. Busy time, Persona Five. I played that throughout the summer. Hundred plus hour game. Was uh, playing it alongside a friend of mine in college, and it wasn't it me. It was not you. <laughs> I tried to get me. you into it and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. I still need to go back and play Royal, but I think it is the most stylish JRPG. Fantastic music, uh, super fun combat, collecting um, all the different enemies to use in combat and being able to like fuse them and turn them into different monsters. That means that you can really switch up how you play. And just the amount of content in that game is ridiculous. And it's crazy that they brought out a new game that added even more content after its 100-hour runtime, which makes it a little bit hard to recommend to people sometimes because that is such a time sink. But if you are into JRPGs at all, uh, definitely worth your time. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out April 28th. And I picked that up in the summer with my Switch. And it's one of my favorite Mario Karts. In terms of the amount of actual content that's there, I think it is the best. Now, you, you you go to Double Dash, and that one's just so unique that it's kind of hard to, I don't know if surpass it's the way to put it, but more so like replace it. Where it's like, oh, I, I'm not going to go back to Mario Kart Wii, or I'm not going to go back to some of these yep. other Mario Kart games because 8 exists. You know, Double Dash is still unique enough to keep it around. But in terms of overall content, and having not really played Mario Kart 8 on Wii U, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is absolutely fantastic. It's still selling five plus years later. And it was like an entirely new game for me. And I'm sure for a lot of other people that that played it on Switch. For about for like 90 time. million people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bought that game this year. That game. I'm keeping that game alive. Keeping 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 those sales running. Yep. Yeah. Double Dash is the only retro mario kart i consistently go back to still like I, yeah. I agree with that it's the only one i still go back and play all the time um, because eight deluxe is just better than all the other ones but double dash like you said just there's something so different about how it plays just by having two people on one cart that is so much fun and there's still some tracks in there that have never made it out that need Which to ones well uh let's see i guess wario stadium hasn't out, come out but... hasn't Wario Coliseum. The, well, Coliseum, right. That's on the DS version. Oh, but it's, it's DS? Yes, it's not as good there. Uh, and then I like Mushroom City a lot. That's one that I really like to see okay, come some, yeah. somewhere else because it, it never has, I don't think. Um, when, when do we find out the new DLC tracks? I feel like we haven't heard it. I feel like anything. it's going to be this week or next week. Like yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, be soon. really soon. It has to be. Yeah. But yeah, Double Dash is still great. I'd love to see more of those tracks make it out. Yeah, and it'd be fun to see them revisit that idea in the future of, of having yeah. the, the, the two 
two players on one cart. But yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I think, is the best package of Mario Kart that there is. Then after that, we get Splatoon 2 in July, July 21st. Now, I didn't play a ton of that, but that summer, I did play a fair amount with Logan, doing a lot of Salmon Run, doing some of the... uh, uh, some of the main game as well, some of the multiplayer matches. And while it didn't hold my attention for a super long time, that, that summer was fun getting together to play Salmon Run or to, to get together to do one of the competitions where you pick one of the teams and then fight for your team. Fests, yeah. Did we do ketchup and ketchup mayonnaise? And mayo. Uh-huh. Really gross yeah. colors. Ridiculous. <laughs> Red and white. Ridiculous. And wasn't uh-huh. ketchup like 80% or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was, it yeah. was wild um yeah it didn't it it hasn't done enough to get me into splatoon as a series to be really excited for splatoon 3 but that summer that i played splatoon 2 was a really good time and i think it also helped that the switch was so new to me at that time one of the three games i got the system with that it was just something to play and was a good time i was just gonna say like man i don't know if you in your life will ever pick up a console with a better set of games than the three that you picked up with your switch <laughs> the that is the wild mario kart an and incredible trio i'll be like oh i especially not having a wii u and basically getting a brand new mario kart like that is it does not get better than that and having not experienced splatoon like, 1 man. before you know splatoon yeah. 2 is entirely new yeah and that, that was fun we were both doing baseball internships that summer I remember before we'd head to the ballpark, we would just log on and play Splatoon before we both had to leave to to make it to the stadiums. Yeah, good memories that summer. Yep. And just those formative experiences uh, with my Switch, going back and looking through my screenshots of my Switch and seeing my home screen with just those three games on it. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was another time. And then we got Uncharted The Lost Legacy in August. That was August 22nd. Me and Zach played that together. I really want to go back and play that again because, you know, we played that Mm -hmm. uh, together, but I'd like to play it on its own. I'll get around to that uh, collection that they just put out on PS5 with the two games. I think I went directly from us playing it together to playing it on Crushing. I don't think I ever played it alone on normal. (laughs) Zach, you're just a (laughs) madman. Got to get to the beach. Um, I don't think there was a beach in Lost Legacy. Thank goodness. Unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, Lost Legacy, more of the same from Uncharted. I do miss, you know, not having Nathan Drake in there is, you know, you got to get used to it a little bit. But I think that it stands on its own as a really good Uncharted game. And I think it surpasses a spinoff title and deserves to stand aside the rest of the games, even if it's a little bit more bite sized than than some of the main games are. But I was thoroughly impressed with with how good that game was, despite it being a spinoff. Better I got to play that guess. game again. I've only played it the one time. I honestly don't remember that one super well. I remember you, everything about the original four. I don't remember this. Did you pick up well. the collection on PS5? Uh, I didn't get it physically because it was $50 and the upgrade was like $5 or whatever it was. So yeah. I have the upgraded version. On so you have, you have it. You yeah. Can, uh-huh. yeah. If you have, just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. So that was in August, and then a week later, we get Yakuza Kiwami. Back-to-back years, 2017 and 2018, where you have two Yakuza games coming out in the same year as they're trying to catch up to Japan because there are so many games already out. Now, Kiwami is not the best game in the series. Uh, You know, you have Zero, you got Kiwami 2. I think some of the later games are better than it. Um, But it's still a Yakuza game, and it's still really good, especially if you pick it up after Yakuza 0 and see... See how everything played out. I think that Kiwami works a lot better having played Yakuza 0. Again, you know, that's the starting point of the of uh, of the main series. But playing 0, you know, you get to learn a lot more about Nishiki and what happened to him. Uh, and and I think I think you care about him a little bit more than than if you just played the original game because, you know, he kind of you don't get to see his backstory. And I think that 0 kind of helps Kiwami stand up a little bit taller. Uh, having that come out a little bit earlier last couple of games golf story movie. came out in september what were you gonna say logan <laughs> i just said i care about him in the movie but God, i, I don't i don't <laughs> that movie is not good golf story in september september 28th uh i remember logan coming into the radio station that we worked at and talking about it <laughs> just like yeah you gotta play this it's super good 
And then I did. Oh, how many stories start that way? And <laughs> Logan walks into the room. me to play this. <laughs> and he's like, you got to play this game. And I'm glad he did because this game was fantastic. It took me back to playing those handheld Mario sports games, specifically Mario Tennis on Game Boy, but just so much better. Really good writing. The golf is surprisingly good for what that game is. Yeah, and it's so good. <laughs> And, and and just the world that they've crafted with all of these different different courses. It's fun to play through the story, and it's a good enough golf game where you can just pick it up and play with somebody who has not played golf story at all. Like if you just want to play a golf game with somebody, you can just pop in and play multiplayer. And I think that kind of totally. speaks for how good the actual golf in that game is. Last two, we've got Super Mario Odyssey in October, October 27th. We went to Walmart to pick this game up on launch. And that's when the guy said, are you here for, what was it, Mario Kart? Mario Is that what Kart? he thought it was? Are you here for the new Mario Kart? <laughs> are you here for the new Mario Kart? It's like, no, that uh, came out in uh, April. August? April. <laughs> I have it on the list right yeah. here. <laughs> it came out in April. Uh, we were one of uh, the only ones at Walmart picking that thing up on the midnight launch. And man, that game is good. My God, like you look back at some of the previous Mario games, Mario 64 is, is a good game, but it is not aged well. Super Mario Sunshine has so many problems. I think Galaxy and Galaxy 2 are really good, especially on replay, um, but they're entirely different games than Odyssey is and what they were able to do with that more open-ended style, but make everything actually fun was a revelation because some of those some of those stars and shines in those previous games were so bad and to have this game where it is fun from start to finish and the amount of content that there is both in the main game worlds. And when you roll credits, you know, you're in there, it just keeps going and they keep on giving you new worlds to explore and new power-ups, new, new capture abilities. I just want a Mar- an Odyssey too. Me too. I just- I want to see what other ideas they have for the capture abilities because they are so good. And if they do decide that after Odyssey, they want to go to a completely different style, I would, I want to have one more game where they use the capture abilities because I think it's such a good idea. I feel like we would have known about it by now if that was going to be a thing, but yeah, I, I really wish, but I just don't think so. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope so too. And then rounding out the year, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that came out on December 1st. I didn't get around to beating that game until the end of 2018. And uh, after playing Xenoblade 1, it's not the best game in the series to me. But as we were talking about when uh, Xenoblade 3 was making the rounds a little bit ago uh, with some of the trailers was I love the world they crafted in Xenoblade 2. The combat's good and just the locales and areas that they craft for you to explore in these games are always absolutely stunning, even if the story was a little bit weaker in this one. Uh, It was always just super fun to explore. And that's 2017. You uh, didn't include Sonic Forces on your list. Oh, no. I did not. I I, uh, debated putting that on there. Um, Mania also uh, came out in 2017. And (laughs) not not my favorite. I enjoyed what I played of it. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't finish it. Yeah, Sonic Forces was like 0.0000001% of that year in the yeah. two hours. <laughs> so uh-huh. I didn't think it deserved a spot on the list. <laughs> God. Yeah, man, what a great year. Because there's I was just looking through 2017 also for myself, and there was a couple things like that you didn't play, Kev, that are also just fantastic games like Fire Emblem Echoes, the remake of the really old Fire Emblem game that came out on 3DS. That game was great. And I totally forgot that was even in 2017. A Metroid Forget that Samus the 3DS Returns. was still, yeah, you know, it was still kicking, kicking. You know, with a lot it of good games around. that year. Yeah, uh, Stardew came to Switch, which is where I played it. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I was debating it. putting it on there, but I played it on PC first. Yeah, like man, what a year! Hollow Knight came out, which people love. Yeah, and, and just having the Switch launch that year too. Yep, that was five years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. So I now should I, I go away. into mine? Yeah, let's do it. So what I couldn't year? decide. I couldn't decide between year. two years. 
Are we getting, we getting double here? 2017 and 2018. <laughs> so you got both of ours. I could not decide between. Because I, I was like, you. man, from a Nintendo perspective, like we were talking about, 17 kills it. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, but 2018 was the year I was, got super into PlayStation because I got my PS4 in August of 2017. I didn't really get anything new that fall. I just spent that fall playing Uncharted and The Last of Us. Uh, but then 2018 like zach listed monster hunter a way out god of war dragon quest spider-man i played all those on playstation that year uh, so that was an amazing year for me kind of expanding into playstation and then switch still got smashed at the end of the year which is my favorite game so i can't decide between these two years i can't do it so when i saw they were the two that you guys picked <laughs> i was like sweet i'm gonna pick a totally different year uh, that i think is worth highlighting because i think 2020 is actually super underrated I think 2020, like everyone was like, man, nothing's no events happened because the pandemic broke out and it felt like nothing really came out that year. But I was just looking through what I played in 2020 and it's a shorter list, but the games were incredible. Like the games were just absolutely amazing. So I think I have 10 here uh, to go through Uh, in March, a smaller one, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. That was just super nostalgic for me. I loved that game on DS growing up as a kid. Kevin and I actually finished that game together at the same time, I remember, on on Skype. Um, But I really enjoyed going back and playing that game. Um, Just as a fun way to start out the year. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I know we all kind of fell off hard, but I think that's because we dumped in an insane amount of hours right at the start. Like 100 hours. Yeah, you can't say it wasn't good if if it was fun enough for you to put in 100 hours before it kind of fell off. I loved that game. I really liked New Horizons a lot. I just ran out of things to do because we went so hard at the beginning but making the island was so much fun i have that survivor tribal council at the very top of my island i'm playing it with my girlfriend it's by far the game she's gotten the most into ever since i've known her so her putting more hours into it than i did like 130 hours uh was just super fun and us like trading the switch off like okay i'll get it this morning you get it this afternoon when we had nothing to do in april may and june of 2020 is just a super nostalgic time period for sure. So I loved New Horizons at the time. It's just not something I still go back to. But I mean, I got what I got out of it was great. It's not Final something Fantasy Nintendo 7. goes back to either. No, it is not. They did once. Yeah, they did once, uh, and they don't ever again. Final Fantasy VII remake. We've been talking about a ton, and I've in hindsight been thinking even more about how much I love that game. And that came out in the very beginning of April. And I plowed through that thing. I put 30 hours in in like a week and a half. Like I beat that thing super quick. And it was an amazing experience. June Last of Us 2, which is in my top five games of all time, came out. That game is just incredible. Uh, Another really strong game. Came out right before I started my first job after college. So that's a nostalgic time too. Like I intentionally said I couldn't start until the week after this came out. Like when can you start? And I was like uh, June 29th. The two Mondays after The Last of Us comes out to make sure I had time to do it. And then I beat The Last of Us 2 in two and a half days. Uh, super nostalgic time. Ghost of Tsushima came out the next month and just floored me with how much I liked that game. It totally surprised me. I thought it was going to be good, but it turned out to be just absolutely phenomenal. That game is amazing. One of my favorite combat systems in any game. Launched the same day as the Origami King, which was uh, the game I expected to really like that I haven't finished, even Kevin finish. finished and, and, and did not like very I much. I do not like that game. Um, then in August, Fall Guys came out in August, wow. which I still play all the time, right? So like you're talking like all, pretty much every month, I, there was something just amazing that I still think about and talk about or still play. Fall Guys, still playing the new season now, Two almost two years later, still love that game. And man, that game dominated our lives for those first few months after it came out like i'd get home from work at 11 30 at night zach and i would play fall guys <laughs> like zach wouldn't zach was working weird hours also so we'd wake up the next morning he wouldn't have to go until the afternoon i don't have to go in until the afternoon we'd play fall guys that just dominated that end of that summer and then you had the playstation 5 launch which i did pick up on launch so i got to play astro's playroom which is amazing Sackboy, which I absolutely adore, and Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I liked a lot, not as much as the first one, but still thought was really great. Um, So that was super fun, just getting that new console, playing those three games. And then Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors 2. I love that game so much, and that also just randomly came out at the end of 2020. It was a surprise drop on Twitter, kind of like the Bayonetta thing this morning, just out of the blue nowhere, just dropped and was super amazing. So 
2020 actually had really good games. Like some of my favorite games ever came out in 2020. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. It's not my favorite year. I think I will will hand my favorite year to 2017. Uh, but it, with a runner-up 2018, honorable mention to 2020 because there's a lot of good stuff that came out that year. And I kind of forget that some of that stuff came out in 2020. I feel like that year is such a blur with, you know, of course, everything else that was yeah, happening absolutely. that you kind of forget. Uh, besides Animal Crossing, I feel like Animal Crossing was kind of the poster game for that entire year because it was the right at the start of the pandemic and it was that kind of game to eat up a bunch of your time. But beyond that, I kind of forget a lot of the other games that came out that year. Yeah. And things I didn't mention, Persona 5 Royal came out that year. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out that year. Dragon Quest XI-S came out that year, but we had already played it, but a ton of people got to play it for the first time on Switch. Hades was like the big winner of everything that year. Half-Life Alex was a huge VR game that year. Demon's Souls launched alongside the PlayStation 5. Flight Simulator came out, and that game's really cool. Like, there's some good stuff. Among Us, Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, 2020 was actually a pretty fun year for games. A lot of huge time sync games at a time where we needed a bunch of huge time sync games. So yeah, that year was was pretty great. Game-wise. Worldwise, it was horrible. <laughs> the, the, the rest. Of, <laughs> the, rest yeah. the rest of everything, not so much. Yeah. 2017, 2018, the fantastic years. 2020. 2020. Not 2019. Some good games. Bit of a 2019 was great too. I love nope. 2019. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Name one good game we in 2019. We can't have four in a you row. You can't no. do it. Uh, Luigi's Judgment. Mansion 3. Luigi's Mansion 3. Nah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Nope. Mario Maker 2. Astral Chain. I've played none of these. It's a good year. 2019 nope. was a good year. Solid. I don't think I played any games in 2019. Link's Awakening. Oh, I played that. Officially, zero great games game. that entire year. Actually... I went back and wrote down all the games I beat in 2019. Iceborne. I oh, that's where all my time. <laughs> that, that that's why I didn't play any games. That's, that's the exact reason. Yeah, you were finishing World and getting ready for Iceborne, and then Iceborne yep. came out, and then you just do that for half a year. Some good Sekiro. years. Yep. Hopefully, the uh, the Sekiro. second year of this year will catapult 2022. Into, uh, some good stuff left to come yeah. out. There's still Kingdom a lot of Hearts stuff. 3 came out in 2019. Uh, of course it did. <laughs> like January exactly. too. One of like Zach's right favorite away. games of all time. Circa yeah. episode... 50? One, two... I don't know. It was the first time we went 50. and did it. Yeah. 50, 50 for, the, for the top games. Don't go back yeah. and listen. And we, uh, we have since retconned that. <laughs> yep. Many times. It's changed <laughs> a lot. It, it changes every happen. time we do it. Unless so. you go back and listen to that original episode, in which case Zach will be glowing about kingdom hearts three it's a great game at the time <laughs> super good last little bit uh zach want to get into a quick what we've been playing i haven't been playing a whole lot but okay been we'll do on that we'll front. do a quick what we've been playing which is important because logan and i did beat we rolled the credits on monster Hunter rise sunbreak we're still doing the the end game content there's still a lot more happening some urgent quests that need to be done some monsters that need to be hunted uh, but for the most part, we completed the main story of Sunbreak after I I don't even know how many hours it took us. I just stopped hours? keeping track. 20 hours, yeah, which is really good to get to the post-game content. Uh, we, we fought the final boss, which we were hesitant about because we do not typically like the final bosses of these Monster Hunter games. But this one was absolutely incredible. Uh, the final yeah. fight uh, was... A spectacle, uh, to be sure. The monster was super cool. Uh, the fight itself was absolutely incredible. It introduced some unique mechanics of the monster climbing the wall, having to shoot its back. Uh, just a better version of Zora Magdaros, I'd say myself. Um, but Way better. Yeah. I, of all the four final bosses of, of World, Iceborne, Rise, Sunbreak, this is far and away the best final boss. They're usually kind of disappointing and like, well, I never want to do that fight ever again, but I know I'm going to have to because their gear is usually really good. Uh, but in this one, it's like, whoa, that's a really cool fight that I will happily do again whenever we have to go and, and grind that thing for parts. So, yeah, the, the final boss was really, really cool. Yeah, and now that we've entered the post-game content, there is this new version of Monster. Uh, I won't... Story spoilers aren't really a thing in Monster because no one really cares about the story, but we'll just say that there's a version of Tempered Monsters 
from World in the Endgame of Sunbreak that pertains to the story of Sunbreak. Um, and we have been doing them, and they are insanely hard. These things have so much health. Um, yeah, and they hit really, really and they hard. Really and they have hard. a special type of move that uh, if you don't hit them hard enough before they do this move, it will like knock half your health bar out and stun you. So it's like you're you're screwed unless you you fight these things the right way. It's it's pretty cool, but yeah, I just man, Zach and I are talking have been talking off mic. Is this better than Iceborne? Is Sunbreak better than Iceborne? Wow. It is so so good. It is leagues better than Rise. Like it is. I honestly think this is maybe the best Monster Hunter Sunbreak because it is just lack of content is not a problem. There's so much to do. Like there's the entire new group of quests that we were just talking about the new monster types and pretty much every monster has a new fight with this new type the final boss was amazing the roster is 10 monsters smaller than iceborne's base roster was but we like all 17 there's there's like one or two that were like eh, on where iceborne had a lot of throwaway monsters who were just like yeah boring redesigns of old monsters you don't care about this one has a couple of those but for the most part the monsters that are here in the group of 17 are phenomenal. The two new areas, phenomenal. The difficulty, it is really hard. We're failing quests. We're carding. It's much harder. Like, this might be better than Iceborne, which is saying a lot, given how much we love that game. So we'll have to see how it kind of fares over the next year with free updates yep. and, and what kind of content comes to it. But, man, I th- I'm back at the point where I think about this game all the time. It's all I'm playing. I'm thinking about it. All the time when I'm not playing, I'm I switch about weapons. It right now. I play oh. Sword and Shield now, so I'm learning a new weapon, which Hold is on. super fun to just. Uh, I, uh, no, not not. Uh, I'm playing. I already uh, made that Sun joke. and Moon is the joke <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I have Sword and Shield now, which is super cool. You can like bash the monster's head with the the shield to stagger it and knock it over. So that's super fun. But yeah, it's it's got its hooks deep in us. Like we played Monday night. We, we were traveling over the weekend. Zach intentionally did not bring his Switch because we were like, we're, we can't just sit in the house It'll and ruin play the vacation. all weekend. <laughs> but then Monday, Monday, we get back from our trip and we played for literally four hours straight. I think I stood up once in that time to go to the bathroom. And otherwise we just, it was just, we're back. Yeah, it's so much better than Rise. It's really everything I wanted it to be. So yeah, I think it might be. And if it is better than Iceborne, then it's like in both mine and Zach's top five games of all time, which is crazy. So yeah. we'll have to revise our Switch list because this has to go well, in. We'll, we'll be doing, we a, doing yeah. a revised Switch list in the near future, I'm sure, yep. as we get closer to the end of Switch's life. Yep. Yeah. So that has been taking up quite a lot of my time personally, um, but I am making my way through Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've put the original on hold. That's just too it's, much it's, time. It's, on hold. It's, it's just too gone. much time. Of a, and I've got other games. I've made promises to too many people. you got games Monster Hunter. I've got Monster Hunter. That's also another big factor. But I am very near the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course, still love it tremendously. Um, I've got about five hours left, and then i got to make a decision on what to play next. And I am... I still have to go back right? and finish... But yes, that comes out in like nine days, but I still oh got to finish gosh. Ace Attorney 5, oh, which, I, which I shelved. I think that might be, because once I finish, I think I'll have probably the perfect amount of time to get through that if I really sit down and do it, which has been a difficult thing to do in that game. But I think I'm on a case that's more enjoyable now than the than the first two were, so it, it might be easier to swallow. But then I got the DLC case, too. Uh, so there's an extra case on top of it. Are the DLC cases particularly long? Are they normal size? They're long. Ah, They're crap. Long. <laughs> oh, crap. No. It's, it's oh, not no. like the it's not like the length of a final case, but it's like the length of like a, a your standard case three, case like three, your yeah. middle okay. game case. You could just slot it in there. Uh, all right. Hopefully, I can beat both of those. Buy Live Alive, then play Live Alive, then play either Mario or <laughs> Spirit Fair or yeah. Outer Wilds. I don't know. You'll please okay, the I... most people if you play Mario, because Kevin I wants think... you to play that too. Okay, that I think I'm going to do Mario first whilst playing oh, yeah. Outer Wilds, because I think my friend wants to watch me play that, so that'll be a side piece uh, once I finish cool. my current side piece of Ace Attorney. I've, so I've got these weird slotting of games where I've got a main game, a side piece, a multiplayer, multiplayer, multiplayer game with one friend, multiplayer game with other. 
I don't even know. I could be playing six games at once. I know. We have to get back to Tiny Tina, but I know I'm never... I whenever we're I free totally to play forgot. games, I'm never going to want to play that right now. All I want to do is... is oh, oh my... Which is sad, because I absolutely love that game. Yep. But I just want to play Monster Hunter right now. Yeah, we'll yeah. get back to it. And then that's that's basically been it for me. Just a lot of stress. <laughs> but also really enjoying games. What about making games? <laughs> a <lot of> stress. <laughs> Just a lot of stress. There's a lot of stuff coming out. I know. That is, that is, that is Maybe fair. I won't play Live Live. Maybe I'll change my mind. You're doing it. All right. I've committed. Locking that in. Yep. And that's it for me, Kevin. Just some more Stardew Valley. I'm just course. going for 100%. Yep. 100% completion on, on, on Stardew Valley. You on PC Working. or on Switch? I'm doing that on PC. Uh, because there's 100% completion uh, in-game. There's a little tracker that you can do, and then Steam also has a different set of achievements for it as well. So I okay. thought, oh, why not try and get achievements as well? On, and you uh, can platinum it on, on PlayStation, PlayStation, and you can... I don't think I'm going to platinum. If the if the trophies are the same, because there is one... Uh, there was one achievement that I don't think I'm ever going to get. It's the Journey of the Prairie King without dying. So Journey what of the Prairie is King that? is like that little, there's a little arcade game in the bar. Oh, okay. And it's hard. Yeah. And there's one achievement that's just to clear it, which will already be a pain. And then there's one more achievement that's clear it without dying. Oh and that gosh. sounds like the absolute worst. That sounds terrible. So luckily it's a hidden achievement. So, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better about not doing it. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I kind of want to do everything else. So I am... Uh, I'm cool. chipping away at that. That's nice. awesome. Logan, anything other than Sunbreak? Just have to share that the arcade we went to over the weekend oh. did not have F-Zero Dang. AX anymore. Absolutely tragic. That's heartbreaking. You yeah. were so heartbroken the rest of the time there. It was crushing, but it's we still had a good time with the arcade. You killed it a deal games. or no deal, the arcade machine. Yes, we did. You, you did a good job. That's that's one of my weird skills. Yeah, what? How do you? Yeah, you showed me that a while ago. You just they know shuffle the cases the... around, and he just watches them. Yeah, uh huh. If, yeah, I, I'm able to follow. Like fifty percent of the time, I can follow the highest ticket number case. Yeah, and then just spam through the game until I get to the end. Yeah, <laughs> and then if I'm not confident, I got the right one. Just take the deal, and if I am confident, just go for once in my case. Yeah, I won on zach's last two swipes of his card i won him 600 tickets yeah back-to-back games of dealer no that's pretty good secured me a shot glass so (laughs) yeah good to go all right any other final thoughts before we wrap up for this week live live not yet excited mario kart tracks that's my final thought where are they goodness give me wario coliseum cool I mean, oh, now seems to be the time. Nintendo's just dropping stuff. We got Kirby yep. a day ago, and then we have Bayonetta 3. Twitter Direct. Just, yeah, <laughs> three days in a row. We get Mario Kart tracks tomorrow or something. Thursday's usually the day they announce stuff, so I found it weird that the last two days they've announced things. So mm. We'll see what they announce tomorrow. Really big tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I want some new want some new tracks there. Yep. I want a, I want a reason to go back to Mario Kart 8. Me too. I bought it for the DLC tracks. Played it a bit, but now other stuff is waiting for for the other tracks. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. YouTube at Ode to Games has the video version of the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to Ode to Gamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.